Welcome to Supply Chain Partners TV and podcast, where we discuss innovative solutions delivered by our members at Supply Chain Partners. Our members can help you to build a high-performing business and supply chain. I'm Dr. Sharon Grant, the founder of Supply Chain Partners. I've worked in the logistics and supply chain management field for over 20 years, and I specialize in strategic supply chain performance management. Let's now introduce our member. With us today is Academy Global. Genevieve Malcolm is the Director Operations of Academy Global and Myreen Senhill is a faculty member. Academy Global is a leading provider of corporate and government training in procurement and contract management, leadership and management, risk management, sales and marketing, project management, finance, negotiation and restructuring and turnaround. Welcome Genevieve and Myreen. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks Sharon. It's great to be here. Thanks, Sharon. Today's episode is about supply chain disruption, and we're asking the question, is just-in-time still the right approach for organisations? Firstly, Genevieve, I note that Academy Global has conducted training in over 20 countries across five continents. Could you please provide us with an overview of Academy Global? Thanks, Sharon. I'd love to. So Academy Global, or simply AG, as we call ourselves, is a professional development and training firm established in Sydney in 2004. We're now also operating with facilitators and officers across Victoria, Queensland, ACT, New Zealand, Singapore, and most recently, Vietnam. In fact, we have conducted and delivered training, as you said, in over 20 countries on five continents. Our approach is to offer not only tailored programs, but also a range of accredited programs through our partnerships with universities and global professional institutes, which are recognised by industry and government throughout Australia and internationally. Examples of these include our partnership with the University of Queensland, with whom we deliver the Diploma and Advanced Diploma of Procurement Contracting. These diploma programs not only recognised nationally, but also internationally, with two global chartered institutes recognising these qualifications as pathways into professional membership. Academy Global is also proud of our alliances with leading international professional bodies. We're the only approved study centre for both the Chartered Institute of Logistics and Transport and the Chartered Institute of Procurement Supply in Australia. And we deliver these qualifications across Australia, New Zealand, and now into the Asia-Pacific region. Now, I know that your faculty at Academy Global are integral to the quality and successful delivery of your courses. Could you share some background about your faculty? Certainly. So we have over 30 faculty members located across four countries that deliver our programs. As you would expect, they are all impeccably academically qualified, but equally importantly, they each have held senior operational roles in their area of expertise. Our faculty have held senior management roles in commercial organisations and government agencies with deep expertise in strategy, leadership, management, negotiation, finance, procurement, contract management, project management and risk management. For example, our facilitator Priyani, one of our key supply chain faculty members, was until recently General Manager Strategy and Governance for Nissan Motor Company. Our adjunct faculty include Eric Blackburn, Senior Procurement Specialist at the World Bank based in Sydney, but with responsibility for procurement and supply across the region, Melanie Cottle, Commercial Capability Manager at BAE Systems, and Jason Watson, Head of Supply Chain Collins Aerospace. If your listeners are interested, they can also see further information about the experience of all of our faculty members on the AG website. Thanks, Genevieve. Maureen, as an important faculty member, I note that you have extensive experience working at Toyota. 
Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience working at Toyota? Sure, Sharon. I am SIPS, Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply member, New South Wales Committee member, Chartered Manager, and Contract and Commercial Management Advanced Practitioner. I grew up my career from strength to strength as an analyst to department manager in multi-industries at international venues based in Australia, New Zealand, and Philippines. I led also China and Southeast Asian countries such as Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand for plastic category in one of my dual roles. In Toyota Motor Philippines Corporation, I did a diverse roles in manufacturing, sales and marketing, and controller shift division, which gave me a holistic view of the business operation. I did benchmark project exposure as well in Toyota Japan and Thailand and each supplier's network for the introduction of Toyota production system to the Philippines suppliers of Toyota. One of my key contributions is the independency of Toyota Suppliers Club, who facilitates the Toyota production system to its suppliers network nowadays. Another legacy I left is the award received by Toyota as model big enterprise from government in 2005 and 2006 for mentoring small and medium enterprises on productivity and efficiency. My 12-year Toyota experience honed me to become resilient since my migration in 2008. I faced different business phases towards business expansion, transformation, business realignment, and sustainability during and after mergers and acquisition. Recently, I joined Amazon for the launch of the first robotic site in Southern Hemisphere as an outbound Amazon Fulfillment Engine Lead on a double switch career trajectory. You have an incredible background. In your experience, why do you think Toyota supply chain is so efficient? Toyota supply chain is efficient because of Toyota production system, or commonly called DPS. DPS is an operating system that leads organizational culture of continuous improvement in upstream and downstream of the business. People are empowered to own the process in identifying opportunities for improvement and executing the resolution. When I was in parts department, the downstream side of the business facing the customers, I led the computer system build up for the Y2K, or commonly known as the year 2000, where everyone is afraid of losing the computer because of the millennium bag. DPS is embedded in the computer system, which covered every facet of supply chain. And this computer system is linked externally to dealerships. The visibility of data allows a dealership to respond immediately and customers' inquiries or problems. When I become a trainer of the parts marketing professional of the dealerships, my role was to ensure they are aligned with the auto way. I did assessment of their performances, training needs, the gap analysis, and if they needed the support, Toyota Japan is there to support. We provided the materials coming from them. On the upstream side, I handled the target value system on my early years in procurement. And its main objective is supplier relationship management. 
I was the link between the suppliers and Toyota's internal counterpart, performance improvement on quality, cost, and delivery. And whenever supplier needs support, I joined the team of subject matter experts who visits the suppliers for advice and consultation. And sometimes they do the job. Before leaving Toyota, I acted as a group head of procurement strategic planning, and I led the Toyota Suppliers Club. It is the association of key suppliers. It has an employee working committees, finance, and I reported to the board of directors. The club's purpose is for continuous improvement and is strengthening the camaraderie among member companies. It becomes the avenue for developing the capabilities of main suppliers and network. This club manifests the matured supplier relationship of Toyota with its suppliers and network. This is the reason why their supply chain is quite flexible during disruption, even they are a big company. The trust is embedded in the relationship, which is more important than any technology and digitization in place for supply chain efficiency. Now, you've worked in several key areas across Toyota. During that time, what challenges did Toyota face and how did they overcome them? During my employment, the challenges that Toyota faced are the global recession in 1998 and the labor strike in 2000. It was just a year and a half after I joined the company when global recession happened in 1998. Toyota offered a voluntary separation program for the first time and 50% of my colleagues in the department availed and left. They did a company-wide reorganization, and I had to do dual roles, including leading the Y2K computer system build-up. They budded me with a Toyota Japan consultant to put me on the track for the project progress, since I'm new in the role. This is when I learned about Toyota production system by performing the different processes for almost a year and integrating the improvements in collaboration with the key users. My problem-solving skills deepened as I have to observe what is working well and what is not and do more experiments as much as possible to make the best recommendations for the new system. Toyota invests in training, and they will give the tools and support needed to succeed. Second challenge is the labor strike of employees in the year 2000. This is affiliated with the global most notorious union. The company morale that time was very low, to the point that it became nationwide news with Toyota leaving the country. The previous president of the Philippines visited Toyota Japan to persuade Mr. Toyota not to withdraw the investment. The visit of the president, I can say, boosted to regain the confidence of the employees' morale. Toyota stayed and had grown far more than double. Now, total quality management was originally developed by Toyota. From your observations, how has total quality management impacted other industries and organizations? Toyota is known for its quality excellence, and its total quality management system is an open book. It's been benchmarked by other industries and organizations to improve effectiveness and efficiency in operations for gain and value chain. From the start, employee joined Toyota, they will be trained about Kaizen or continuous improvement, 5S, and quality assurance and quality control tools for total quality management. 
Kaizen is in the DNA of each employee, and they apply the plan to check action cycle in every project management. Let me give you five insights, which I learned and, and I still believe are important nowadays. First is Hoshin Kanri or Hoshin Planning Development and Reporting. A strategic planning is a core approach in Toyota, where it entails 80% of the job, and it is driven by top-down to bottom-up through Hoshin Kanri. This is to ensure alignment of everyone to company's business goals. Each employee has Hoshin Kanri that shows their contribution to company success. It is like to-do list in a gun chart, which gives visualization of the priorities, achievement, and the progress. This is extended to suppliers as well. Second is the JSOX compliance. Toyota is governed by JSOX, an auditing firm. And the first policy is to comply that employees are capable to do the job. A capable employee will create a safe environment and a high quality output. Third is the five S, which are the sort, set in order, shine, standardize, and sustain the practice that is in the heart of productivity in the workplace. And any process improvement or management, implementing five S is the first step. And five S starts from doing two S, which is the set in order and the sorting. 5S in layman term means a systematic way of organizing the workplaces by eliminating waste, improving flow, and reducing number of processes. Number four is the Genshigen Bucho, or the go and see problem solving as no alternative. Employees are encouraged to see the real problem and not to make assumptions. I understand this may have changed since pandemic and new technology has been placed, but there is no alternative for seeing the real root cause of the problem in your eyes. Learning by doing will have longer positive impact. And lastly, a morning stand-up meeting from the start of work bans the employees. Office and shop floor both conduct stand-up meetings before start of the work in their departments. This allows better communication among employees who need to work cross-functionally. COVID might have changed this, but I still believe face-to-face -face we still keep a strong connection for everyone. Let's now talk about the just-in-time system, also known as JIT. What is Toyota's role in the just-in-time system and how has it influenced other organizations' supply and logistics strategies? Toyota originated the just-in-time strategy, which is one of the pillars of TPS or Toyota production system. The strategy is to produce or supply what is needed by the next process. Whenever JIT is brought to discussion, people think automatically about inventory management, but it is more than that. Having been in different industries of private sector, I can say JIT is widely used by other organizations, supply and logistics strategies, particularly with highly complex supply chain and highly regulated industries for reduction of complexity. But it is not exactly as Toyota way. Toyota Toyota strategically considered JIT design from the time they choose their plant location. This may not be applicable to other industries, but will give an idea on to what differentiates Toyota. 
all of Toyota suppliers are within certain regions of their premise. For example, in the Philippines, Toyota has Toyota Special Economic Zone, and key suppliers are located in this zone, where the seat supplier is the closest among. The seat is the last part to be installed in the car assembly. Toyota sends the final order to the seat supplier in hours before the delivery, like same-day delivery for online shopping. This is observed same when I did benchmark in Japan and Thailand, applying milk run delivery. I have to add on that Toyota has the Toyota Andon system in operations, which is quite a standout for me. Andon is a visual system for operators to raise a safety and quality call out and resolve before resuming the next production. And this is important in JIT with the aim of eliminating and not passing the defects to the next process. So once the andon is raised with a siren like an ambulance, the digital counter starts. Imagine a digital clock in a stadium. The timer only stops when the problem is resolved. This empowers the people to respond quickly and more efficiently. All concerned, including the procurement specialists and other supports, grab the PP and go and see the real problem when the siren is heard. This is called Genshigen Butsu. Amazon has applied this system in their floor, and it's the only company I have seen using it among the companies I visited outside Toyota Network. I have to explain that JIT is not carrying zero inventory. The JIT inventory calculation varies on lead time from ordering of raw materials up to receiving of goods. And lead time is calculated based on historical usage and insightful patterns. The buffer stock is added for the changing demand and for seen risk. The car is approximately have 30,000 SKUs or units. And Toyota categorizes its parts into 10 from A to J and not 3. This is how detailed the ABC analysis of Toyota. The amount of inventory holdings of suppliers is included also in supply agreement. This is one of the reasons why Toyota promotes and collaborates localization and innovation to suppliers in order to cover the 15-year model life cycle. The higher the inventory is, the higher the risk will be. You have provided incredible insight into JIT. So the burning question, is JIT still the right approach for organizations? Yes, I still believe that JIT is still the right approach of an organization. It is because this allows resiliency in supply chain disruption. However, the aim for supply relationship management maturity needs to be achieved, optimize its costs and benefits for the organization. Thank you, Maureen. This has been a very educational conversation. Genevieve, let's now talk about how Academy Global helps industry professionals to build their confidence and expertise. Could you please provide an overview of the courses offered by Academy Global to help industry professionals? 
Thanks, Sharon. Possibly the most relevant for your audience are our International Certificate and International Diploma, accredited by the Chartered Institute of Logistics and Transport. These qualifications have recently been substantially tailored to the Australian and New Zealand context and address the latest opportunities through technology, but also challenges associated with pandemics, natural disasters and recent geopolitical conflicts. The status of these qualifications has been recognised by some of Australia's top universities through the provision of subject exemptions for master's degrees in supply chain. A key feature of these intensive programs is the opportunity to work with like-minded professionals from multiple countries, significantly building one's professional network. Guest presentations from our adjunct faculty that I mentioned earlier are a unique feature that differentiates these programs from alternative offerings. Find details of the international certificate and diploma on our website. Thank you, Genevieve. Academy Global definitely has an excellent range of courses well, thank you very much, Genevieve and Myreen, for joining us today from Academy Global. Thank you, Sharon, and thank you to our listeners. It's been a pleasure, Sharon, and thank you to our listeners as well. I hope it's come across today that we're passionate about helping our clients develop the knowledge and skill to more confidently achieve their goals. Our facilitators are experts in their field with proven academic and corporate experience. And our workshops are engaging, relevant and accessible, enabling our participants to hone their skills and strengthen their experience. Our partnerships with professional bodies and management associations ensure industry relevance and currency. We love helping our client organisations to also develop tailored online resources quickly and cost-effectively. Excellent. Thanks, Genevieve. Well, that concludes today's episode about supply chain disruption. Is JIT still the right approach with Academy Global? Their contact details are provided below. So join us again at Supply Chain Partners TV and podcast, where we meet with our expert supplier members at Supply Chain Partners to discuss key business and supply chain issues, topics and trends, including logistics, supply chain management, technology, and much more. We welcome you to subscribe to this Supply Chain Partners channel, and we look forward to you joining us again in a future episode.